Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. Go Tenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because Go Tenants is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Cup of Tea with Rick G. Um, for the, those of you that have read my book, um, House Arrest, I talk about attending a networking meeting and I talk about watching somebody at the networking meeting and saying, you know what? This chap's talking about me. This has got to be about me. How does he know so much about me? And I'm really, really pleased that um, Andy Gwynn is joining us today on Cup of Tea with Rick G. So good morning, Andy. Morning, Rick. Good to be here. Thank you. And Andy is a business coach. And I like to say, Andy, I'm going to give him some titles here. He probably doesn't like to be called lots of different things, but a mindset, a mindset coach as well. And Andy helps people in all parts of their business on getting over their self-limiting beliefs and getting away from all of that noise inside people's heads to help them move forwards. Now, that's not all. Andy also has lots of other different arms of his business and is also a property investor. And Andy trains in LinkedIn, the platform LinkedIn, on how you can use that in your network to build up your, uh, your group and your profiling. So, Andy... That's enough about me waffling. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Um, so for the viewers in the in the group, so this is a property group, you know, per se. So let's go back all the way back to when you started becoming a business coach. So can you tell us a bit about, you know, why you wanted to do that and, and what it is? What What is a business coach? Yeah, that's a great question, Rick. So it's going all the way back to 2003. Prior to that, I was always in sales and sales management. So I ran sales teams, especially. And I was passionate about sales. But I ran warehousing teams, distribution teams, and I studied coaching, performance coaching, how to get better performance out of my people, out of my teams. Because I learned as a kid, probably like a lot of us, I didn't like being told what to do. And if you tell somebody what to do, they don't necessarily engage with it at the same level. Um, and i got a wonderful father, but he loves telling people what to do. Um, and I realized if you could understand how to coach people, um, well, coaching is a big, wide subject, you could, you, you could get people in more empowered and they perform better. And then I came across a global franchise called Action Coach, which a lot of people will have heard of, especially now. Phenomenal entrepreneur, Australian guy, Brad Sugar, is now based in Vegas. And it was an advert in a paper, uh, and it was become a business coach, coach business owners on how to grow their business. Well, my background was running business divisions for other businesses, selling to business owners, and, and coaching. So I thought, great. So I, I quit and bought into this franchise and learned a lot about coaching as well as business growth, as well as sales, as well as property, full entrepreneur, because I was very much taught your business should be a cash flow vehicle to then invest, like the Rob Kiyosaki principle, and the easiest starting point to invest can often be property. So I coached business owners how to grow businesses and, and very much believe, and it's true, and you know this with your, with your clients, and a lot of us know it, we can learn the skills, the strategies, how to find properties, how to negotiate, how to run the fire, how to employ people. But it's what's in here that stops most people performing at the level they can. I fundamentally believe we are all massively capable of achieving more than most of us ever do. So it's what goes on in here. 
And that's really where the coach coaching comes in, helping people block that. I've got coaching clients where their businesses have quadrupled. They're now investing in property. I'm not teaching them business skills per se on how to market and how to sell. A lot of it is about them. It's about their vision. It's about their reason why. It's about getting around whatever limitations they've got that's stopping them taking their business to the next level. I've got a client at the moment very much concerned about what other people think if he now shows his success in a real flash car. But actually, we're now talking about deserving it and why is in. So I coach business owners over the last 15 years. And a lot of business owners go into property. A lot of property investors also have businesses, want to grow those businesses. So I've got a client who said, look, I've heard you talk about a business owner in the US who just works two hours a day on his business. I want to do that. That was two years ago. He's now doing that, has been investing as well, uh, financially free in his property investing, and has now got been offered a sale price on his business so he can invest full time. And and so that's that's how I got into business coaching. I mean, I'm passionate about helping people achieve more than they think they can. But but also it's tools. I, only last night I got a client who said my son's suffering from um, lacking in confidence. He's playing in one football team, wants to play in another. And we just met up at the gym, which is through that window. Uh, I, have a, I have a five million pound gym the other side of my garden. It's not mine. Um, and we just had an intervention for 10 minutes around some um, visualization and some NLP psychology techniques that will allow him to tap into ultra confidence when he walks onto the pitch. And, and it just stunned him and his dad. So it's from teaching people how to sell to teaching people that it's it's. Andy, when I what? first met you, so I I know that so so that we've got complete transparency here. So Andy used to coach my wife Lorraine uh, before I met Andy, uh, and Lorraine um, she had a, a a business, her own business. It wasn't anything to do with property. Um, and when I was I was in the police, as you know, I was an operational police officer, and Lorraine dragged me to a networking meeting and she said come on we need to go and um and, and meet this this chap this um this andy chap that i'd heard about so many times you know in conversation over dinner etc so i almost felt like i knew you anyway um and lorraine took me to this networking meeting and i was and i don't know whether this is stereotypical for men or whether it was just me but i was institutionalized i was a police officer i didn't trust anybody and I didn't really get all of this mindset stuff because you know what? When you're in that male-dominated environment, um, you kind of you kind of don't get that stuff. You know, you see as as it is on the street, you see it real. So I wasn't really that interested, if I'm completely honest. So I came along, and I sat there, and Lorraine was doing a networking thing. She introduced me to you. I said hi, um, and then you went off, and then you started to present on stage, and then you and I, I was absolutely gripped straight away. I was totally gripped because I'd never experienced anything like this. I've never experienced anybody saying to me, you can do it. You know, you get away from your self-limiting beliefs and, and start the what if and, 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 and forget about using the language like but and all of that kind of stuff that you teach. And I'm gripped straight away. Now my question, Andy, is it's a long way round to get to the question, but is that normal for, you know, do you get a lot of clients that come to you and say, you know what, all right, I'll give it a go. I don't really get it, but I don't think you can help me, but I'll listen to you anyway. No. <laughs> um, yes, to the first point. Um, I wouldn't be sexist. I think it's because of the institutionalization, because I equally meet a lot of women who, um, who, who look at things in the same way. 
And, and I do blame Kiyosaki talks about the institutionalization in the education system. You're in the public sector. The big corporate sector is, is similar. Um, what I used to get was people come to me saying, I want to help to grow my business. Teach me business. And then very quickly, they realized it was about them. And I'm going back 15 years. I would then lose clients. And I learned that actually, and I've just taken on a new client right now. And we sat down and I said, look, tell me what you want. I want to grow sales. I want better staff, whatever it is. I said, great, I can do it. I want to work less hours in my business. Great. But this is about you learning more. Now, there's the skills, but this will also be about you. The reason your staff are doing X is probably because you've allowed them. Um, a great mentor of mine taught me you get the people you deserve. Well, that's a big, big philosophy for someone to look in the mirror and realize. So I, I really could get people come to me and say, I want help and I'm up for change. And human beings typically resist change for all sorts of reasons. So now it's people coming to me saying, and they might say, I'm lacking in confidence. I've got issues with people. Um, I don't believe I can achieve. We've heard that people have a fear often of success, but also people have a fear of failure. The other way around, both. So people are coming to me saying, yes, I want to help strategically, but I also know I've got to change. I want to help with confidence. I, was co I am coaching a um, European sales director of a big retail corporate. And they found me through LinkedIn, incidentally, and we'll come on to LinkedIn. And it was their HR department family. This guy had been promoted to the board and his MD of Europe. And I'm talking multi, multi millions. So corporate coaching, whereas my background is business coaching with a business owner. Um, but they wanted he wanted help with confidence to tackle the board because there's a lot of established people there with a very dominant, aggressive styles. And he wanted to understand how to negotiate understand what I call emotional intelligence and human behavior so he can manage his, not so much manage his sales teams better, but deal with the people on the board. And that was fundamentally it. So I'm not going to be able to teach that sales director much about sales, although that's a passion. So in answer to your question, people are coming to me because they're saying, I know I, know I need to change. I know I need some help <laughs> internally as well as externally. Um, whereas in the early days, it was just externally. Now I'm mm -hmm. saying to people, I can help you with all of that. But you've got to be open to being pushed, to being challenged, um, to learning, to probably addressing the stuff you might not want to address. Because if you did want to, you'd have done it already. So from that that angle, Andy, you know, um, I know you're, you know, you you present on our investor program, um, and you come on a, on a month one and help everybody get over their mindset. So I want to thank you for that. Um, in terms of people that have got these self-limiting beliefs, so we a lot of people come to me, and you probably get this a lot, and they have what I call the what-if scenario. What if my family don't get it? What if I'm not good enough? What if I go bankrupt? What if the market collapses? What if, you know, the whole what if the sky falls down scenario? How can you help people with that mindset and try and flip that to say, well, what if it goes right? Because sometimes it's a very big hurdle to come across. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big topic, isn't it? And I think in property investing, we are quite exceptional because it's extreme. Um, in that a lot of people, you came out of the public sector into property investing and you're immersed in personal development. And there is a lot of personal development in the property investing industry as there is in the coaching industry, the training industry and the speaking industry, which I'm heavily involved in. So for a lot of people, we're talking financial freedom. We're talking great levels of wealth that people back in your pub environment or your employed environment don't get it. 
And the reason they've not stepped into it is because they're fearful of it. Um, so I, I can't talk lots about the property deals I've done with my done to my father. My father's a retired doctor and colonel in the army, very, very scientific, but very risk averse. Worked all his life to get a number of pensions, quite wealthy, but it's all traditional pensions. So if I talk about buying houses 50% below market value or turning a single let into a HMO and grossing me a couple of grand a month, it, it, it doesn't compute because it's different to his environment. So we're suddenly catapulted into this. So there is this fear of failure. Um, but again, it comes down to individuals. I've got a client who what's called a multiple times convincer. He needs to see things and hear things multiple times from different people to, to believe that it's possible and it's okay. I'm a one-time convincer. Show me something. If that makes sense, I go, that's cool. I'll run with it. If you can do it, for me, it means it's possible. All I have to do is find a way to do it. And that's probably a good way for people to look at it. Have you always had this positive mindset yourself? Was it something that's been trained into you? Um, yes, to almost both. <laughs> um, I blame my mother. Um, my mom was my sort of spiritual mentor. She'd sit on the end of my bed on a Saturday morning when I was a teenager, and she'd talk to me about things saying, you know, there's, there's no such thing as can't. You can do anything you want to. They supported me at 23 when I emigrated to try to emigrate to Florida to buy a scuba diving boat with a mate. I lasted a month and came back. Um, whereas my father is very much the naysayer because he's risk averse. I made the biggest sale within 18 months of setting up as a business coach. Um, and I showed him my P&Ls. And he said, um, I took my first coaching client on that paid me two and a half grand a month. I'd had lots of other clients at lower levels. And I rang him and told or I rang him and he asked and I told him and he said, I hope you're putting stuff away for the tax man. And I said, for goodness sake, celebrate with me. So have I always had it? Um, I've been fortunate with my mom's attitude when I was younger. And then I've been surrounded by a lot of people, a lot of teachers and a lot of mentors. So it has become a, a habit and a pattern. And I think that's the answer to your question. People... You, you heard me speak, but the biggest challenge for most people when you ask, where's your lack of confidence from, come from? Where's your belief that you can't make it? Where's your fear around things, the world will cave in or the housing market will collapse? It's often from their parents and or teachers because from an early age, they are the two most influential people in our environment. So as adults, we've got to be careful what we say to our kids and to people around us. So it is a pattern and a habit. So have I always been? I've been fortunate for many years, but I also made it my business to be surrounded by people that were coming at it from the same angle. So in the last 15 years, especially... What if people, what if people can't do that, Andy? Sorry to interrupt here, but um, if people are, you know, okay, so you're in a relationship, for example, and you've got husband and wife team or, or partners, and, um, and we get this a lot, and one person is really, you know, so super motivated and really wants to get out there and, and you know, running ahead and the and the partner is is holding them back because they don't get it and they think it's it's all um you know everything in business is all sort of is just too difficult so it, it's easy to be able to pull yourself out of that environment if you can but if you're stuck in it how how can they get out of that environment if 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 they're with a partner that doesn't get it oh rick you never told me you were going to come out with such big questions um everything is everything is easy said isn't it um, so I don't believe in can't. Of course you can. That I'd love another. I'd love another interview like this around the topic of everything in life is a choice because that's a big subject. Because what people will say to me, but I can't. I'm married and I have kids. 
I accept that that becomes more difficult. Um, it is a challenge. Um, I studied with Tony Robbins, a lot of people have heard of. I walked hot coals with 10,000 people, and I sent a lot of clients a decade ago to go train with him, study with him. And I would get people ring me after they walked the hot coals and said, I wish my wife was here. How on earth do I share this with her? Because you can't. You just poles apart. Um, Action Coach was a very, very intense personal development and business development environment. Mary, my partner, set up a global support team for the partners, the husbands and wives, because you you know, you get somebody, my husband and wife, jump into property, immerse themselves at all this level of development, and the other partner doesn't. There's a you know there's a there's a gap. Um, I one of the I suppose how do you do it? What's the saying? Lead by example. Lead and they will follow. It is difficult for someone who wants to run and someone behind them isn't running at the same pace. I remember in my early years I had a I would always sit with husband and wife when I go and meet with a business owner, whether they were in the business or not. Typically, and I remember saying to one guy, "What do you want?" He said, "I want the million. I want to make the million. I want the boat." And I said, great, we can do that. I can teach you all the business strategies to grow your business, make a million. And I looked at his wife and said, what do you want? She said, I want him at home more with the kids. Mm. And I said, I'm a business coach. I'm not a sales coach. I said, I'm not about teaching you how to make a million if your marriage is going to split. Now let's talk about the alignment. What's the common goal between you? What do you want to do? The business is just the vehicle to achieve the end game, the wealth. Your property investing is a vehicle. What's the reason why? What's the ultimate goal? And so we had to sit down for, for many hours and align their goals. And I could then show him and teach him how to build the business so it would give him the, the money and the time. And I believe money is just the enabler to create time. And I just said this, we had a coaching call yesterday, and this was exactly it. It was to create time, but also to personally develop. There is no point having time with your family if you're going to shove crap into their heads like a lot of parents do with kids. So you've got to create money to free up time to spend with the loved ones you've got. And you've got to learn how to be emotionally intelligent to serve them best. Why would you build a business, free up all this time, work two hours a day or whatever to spend time with your family and then shove crap in, limiting crap into your kids' heads? So 20 years later, they don't think they're capable or worthy. Um, long answer. But it's all the TRZ stuff, isn't it, Andy? It's all of the, um, you know, the the money mindset stuff. You know, um, dirty money. Money doesn't grow on trees. I'm a maiden money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of that stuff that you're brought up with when you're kids, and you kind of, you know, you almost then start to feel guilty when you start to make a little bit of money. And it's really interesting that you just say, I think, as you grow in business and as you do begin to make money, I think the money aspect becomes a lot less important. And I know that it's easy to say when you've got it, I get that. But when you haven't got it and you've got this focus and you want, and you've got a, a figure in your head and that's what you want to achieve. And then when you get there, it grows and you get bigger targets. And eventually it's not just about the money. And it is literally then about, you know, you have these poignant moments in life, don't you? And I had one a couple of days ago thinking, you know what? What is this all about, really? What is it really all about? Because I might have another 60 years left, maybe, on this on this earth. I might have less. I don't know. Um, but you know, what am I going to do in that time now? You know, What can I do to make a real difference in that time that doesn't involve me just putting loads of money in the bank? Because when it goes in the bank and it just sits in the bank, you've got to do something with it. So now for us, it really is about that time aspect. And it, and it is important, Andy, you know, when you talk to your kids and what information you feed them. 
because I know sometimes that, you know, when you're really busy and the kids come in and say, oh, Dad, you know, can you, can you help me play this chord on the piano? Uh, and I snap at them because I'm in the middle of something and then I quickly realise, well, you know, this, I'm in this world, they're in their world, they can't see what we're doing. When I do a webinar, I do a, I do a lot of webinars, and what we have to do where we live is turn the internet off completely with every other device apart from the one that I'm using because otherwise it wouldn't be strong enough. And wow, do I get some, do I get some hassle from my kids because they can't go onto YouTube and they don't understand why I'm doing it. And I try and explain to them and say, I'm doing this so you can have YouTube and so you can have your iPad and you can enjoy all of this. But they don't, they just don't see that. Anyway, that's just a little bit of a rant from me, Andy, there. You know, it is really, really important. So we're going to move on to the next thing now, and everybody gets this, and I still do. I know we can only have one thought at a time, uh, whether that's a good thought or a bad thought, but very often, no matter what that thought is, we have this little voice in our head that kind of is against us all the time. And this little voice is trying to steer us away from what we're trying to do. Now, I know that some people give this little thing a name, um, and I know that you know sometimes you give it a name as well, Andy, but you've got some great tips on how you can get rid of this little creature, haven't you? Okay. Um, you have framed up the rules of this interview, Rick, but we also know each other well enough um, sure. in that to preempt that, we get what we focus on. So what I couldn't help but notice was you said we have this voice all of the time. Well, if you're saying that to yourself, that's probably going to become self-perpetuating. I don't have that voice all of the time. Um, we get what we focus on. And, and yeah, we all have internal self-talk. Um, just, I think, is a biological um, fact. Some people more than others. Um, so you've got, I think, the big thing is you've got to become aware. Nothing can happen until you're aware of something. Then you've got to take ownership of it, that it's down to you. So, yeah, we can change. We can move. It may not be easy. Everything's easy said. And then you've got to have accountability to go make that change. So I talk to clients about become more aware of what you're saying to yourself. Because if you say it's difficult, that's what's going to become self-perpetuating. So what happens from a young age, we're given this limiting, these limiting beliefs. We're given these limiting things. You know, it's going to be difficult. You've got to work hard. Money's, money's difficult to get hold of, um, et cetera. Life's harsh. And if we listen to that, we start to believe it. So we've got to start to tell ourselves the opposite. Um, I don't believe anyone's perfect. Of course, I get doubts. I get a little voice that says, are you sure you can make this work? We've just bought a house in southern Spain, as you, you said. I know you want to come on to property, but we'll jump around if you want to. I got it at 50% below market value. Um, if we're going to come on to LinkedIn and stuff, I can feed it into there. In answer to your question, you know, I get people go, you can't find a property below market value at 50%. Well, I did. Um, but there was a time when a little voice had popped in and said, are you sure you're at the right point to be able to go and live in Spain three weeks of the month? We fly back once a month because we have business commitments over here. Um, and so we're flying back as a voice. It's great. It's inspirational for my clients uh, and my audiences at, at events that we run. Um, but there was a little voice saying, are you sure you really got the cash flow to, to be congruent? Because congruency is important to me. Or are you just talking a good game? Um, and I have to notice that and then go, yes, I do. Turn it around. Um, now, for some people, they want evidence. So for some people, it's a good thing to write down what they've achieved. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of things you can do. Mm. Step one is notice what you're saying to yourself. Step two is start to say more empowering things. They're called affirmations. Write them down. Say them every morning, every night. There's a great book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning. It's a great five-step process of which it includes that. I'm just um, looking at my bookshelf now. It's on my bookshelf somewhere. Yeah. Has it been read? 
<laughs> it's been, oh, of course, goodness me. Well, I read. You sound surprised. I can't read. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could go down a different road now, couldn't we? I did study stand up comedy for 12 weeks a long time ago. If you don't use stuff, you lose it, apparently. <laughs> um, it's a good five step process. So start to say, Start, and you've got to be you've got to be careful. There's a, there's a bit of an art to it because you've got to be careful what you say. Um, if you say I am a multimillionaire, your little voice is going to go, "No, you're not. Dream on." But if you say I am learning more every day, um, and I am studying property with Rick, and every time I meet a bunch of other investors, I'm learning more, and every time I knock on the door of an estate agent, I'm becoming more experienced, and I'm moving more towards my financial goals. Your little voice sort of can't argue with that, can it? So. Um, the, the, I think the answer is to recognize it. Um, it's a little bit like a CD. I said this to a 15-year-old boy yesterday. He didn't know what I meant, um, whatever it is today. But it's been ingrained. It's been overwritten and overwritten and overwritten. I don't know whether I can make this work. I don't know whether I can make this work. Um, you've got to start to overwrite some more stuff. Um, tell me about one of, your, one of your clients. One of your clients is – and I think I know who you're talking about. I'm going to mention any names here. But um, – that they they've got their their vision board their goal board and on that is you know lots of nice things and I see a lot of vision boards and goal boards and I'm a big advocate of that and you've got nice houses on there you've got you know perhaps jewelry and nice cars and when people get into this position of being able to afford that then again get in another different mindset shift to say well hang on a minute if I start to put this on social media if I start to 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 travel around in this car people are going to start thinking I'm a bit flash so. You know, you get to the point where you are successful and then you get all of these self-limiting beliefs again and think, what do others think of me now? And I think that is, you know, that is ongoing. And I certainly do suffer a little bit from that myself, if I'm completely honest with you. Is it really that important what other people think of you? What's your thoughts on that? Um, notice what you're saying again. You said, um, I have this ongoing. Really? I don't. Um, mm -hmm. one, of my, one of my affirmations is, what other people think of me is none of my business. Now, what I mean by that is, if what you're doing with that wealth, that material wealth, and the way you're living your life is is from it from a point of good, then I'm confident and comfortable with the way I'm living my life. So if other people um, think differently, well, I look at him with a flash guy must be selling drugs. Then that's their business, not mine. Very stereotypical. It, it, absolutely. Um, we're on air, so I'm not going to swear, but I've got some good examples of what people say. I got My mentor, when he drove down the road in his Lamborghini, would get sworn at in Australia. In Las Vegas, they go, well done, fella. You must be doing good. It's a mm. different mentality towards success. Yeah. So what other people think of me is none of my business. As long as I'm coming from a point of good and I'm confident with my own integrity, Um but no, just go back again. Just say that again, Andy. What other people think of me is none of my business. That's a great quote. It's a great affirmation. As yeah. long as you're, as long as you are living with intent. And I think one point I want to make because it came up in a coaching call this week with a client of mine, and you've touched on it a few times. You said when we get the wealth, I start to then think. I've started to think about what am I really doing and what about time yeah. in my family. Yeah. I think the challenge, and it's the same for me. I went into business. I just, I wanted. To, I was going to make more money than I was as an employed sales manager. There was no dream. There was no vision. There was no reason why. There was no point beyond that. It's just I'm going to make more money than I've been making. But actually, if we can get that reason why and vision at the front end, remember I said I believe that the business and the wealth creation is the means to an end. What's the end? The, the wealth creation gives me the time 
to spend for me to spend with people I love. Yeah. And if I'm going to help my nephews become better people, then I've got to become better personally developed. So if you can get that end in mind and that vision and that reason why first, and you've got people around you, we, we, I've got people we know in the property investing world. Um, that, and in fact, one of the reasons why with this corporate director of mine, um, he's got a um, life limited child. And he said, I want, and I know you can relate to this and, and other people in our network can. He said, I want to go in a business for myself to provide this wealth because I want to set up care forever for them. That is one of I'll get goose That is one of the most powerful reasons why now the money will come easier. I believe because he's not chasing the money. He's got a powerful reason. When stuff gets tough, you've just shared with me this morning some things that have happened in the last week in your business. Things get tough. I'm a realist, not a um, but I don't know, dreamer. <laughs> um, the word will come to me. Things get tough. Things are up and down. And if you've got that vision and that reason why, you can latch onto it when things are down and tough. Most of it, most people I know, and my my history, and I think maybe yours, was I went into business just to make more money. I didn't have the reason why. That came later, like you've said. You've recognized more and more of it. If we can flip it around and get that reason why at the front end, and I'm not sure people are taught that before going into business. In property circles, they are. You're, yeah. You're yeah. And, and you know, I, was, I mean, my reason why is, is exactly that. You know, I mean, it's because of my son, and we want to make sure that he's got the care that he needs when we're not around. And that's all about legacy for us now. It is all about building legacy. You know, I want to be, I want to be comfortable when I'm on my deathbed, knowing that my kids are cared for, especially my son, because he does need 24 hour care. So yeah, I mean, I can certainly resonate with that, Andy, very much so. Um, and I know that that reason why was the driver for me to become very successful very quickly, because um, there are no second chances when it comes to that. Okay, so let's move this forward a little bit now. Now, you are a wonderful networker. Uh, and we spoke a little bit when we had a little bit of preamble before the interview about, you know, networking platforms. Um, and we spoke about Facebook and we spoke about networking out in the in the real term, in real life. And we spoke about LinkedIn as well. And I mentioned that, you know, um, I'm on all of the platforms, I'm on all the social media platforms, but I, my main focus is, on Facebook, as most people know, uh, because that's kind of where I, I fell into first. And I, and I got familiar with Facebook and then started to grow my community out from there. But there's a massive um, network of other platforms out there as well. And I know that you are very heavily involved in LinkedIn. So can you tell us a little about LinkedIn, Andy, and what you think it means for property investors and how it can help them build their profile? Sure, um, and we can run this for another three hours as well, can't we? Yeah. Um, so, 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 sort of quickly. Um, you're right. As a as a business in business, we need multiple marketing strategies to generate leads. So, as property investors, you're teaching people how to invest and source HMOs. You're teaching them how to write letters to landlords, engage with estate agents, go on on online, use social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In any business, you need multiple marketing strategies. Um, and about six years ago, I stopped and started to look at LinkedIn. LinkedIn's been around 15 years. I've been on it passively like most people. It's changed massively like everything else has. The challenge you have in business and properties of business now is, is what you choose. You've got to work, decide on the right strategies for you. When I started teaching businesses how to grow, I had a list of 83 different strategies. There was no social media. So you can now add all the others. So you can't do it all, which is what you and I were saying. You've niched into Facebook. It serves you as well as others, great. I niched into LinkedIn because I realized that LinkedIn 
is the most powerful tool to be able to find, connect, and get to somebody rapidly. And overnight, I did it and suddenly changed the way I worked. There was no more cold calling. There was no more uh, trying to get to people. And that's how Lorraine, your wife, and I met. She actually viewed my LinkedIn profile, and I went and engaged with her. And she'd got something on, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this, that she was part of a franchise and was just struggling with the perception and belief around how do I position this to big corporate chief execs? Will, will they diss me as, as a franchise? Yeah. And I went back to her and said, let's talk about it because I'm all about engaging and getting it offline. Because I was in a franchise. I thought she was talking about me, actually, at the beginning. But she didn't want to engage with me because I was in a franchise. Anyway, we, we got talking and the rest is history. We did business together. And so LinkedIn is massively powerful. So I started teaching that to clients and, and especially property investors, how to find deals, how to find cash, how to find strategic partners, JVs, power teams, everything else that people are there. Um, just watching what's popping up, which I'm sure you're seeing. That's your quote. Well, the people think me is none of my business. There we go. Yeah. Absolutely. Well done, Leighton. Um, in context, remember. Um, so I started teaching LinkedIn to others and especially property investors because I invest and I've coached, as I've said, property investors who have other businesses alongside because LinkedIn is powerful. And I give you lots of examples. It, everybody listening needs to connect with me. That would be an interesting thing. I have some automation that will accept and then fire you off some messages and you'll think, what's he on about? Because I saw him on Facebook Live. Because if a load of people connect with me, I can't manage that manually. And if you're interested in understanding how that automation revolutionizes what you do on LinkedIn now compared to the last year. So if you're already active on LinkedIn, this is revolutionary and you need to look at it. If you're new on LinkedIn, connect with me because I have 13,000 connections. And as you know, a lot of those are property in property investing. So it's not that you're just connected with me. It's who else are you connected with? So everybody needs to be on LinkedIn. My nephew, when he was 18, university time to be on LinkedIn. At 22, he found a two-month um, placement in Hong Kong. He mm. found it on LinkedIn at the age of 22. So if yeah. you've got any, anything going on in here saying, I don't need it, you need to connect and think twice. Does it not get to the point, though, Andy, sometimes when people are just spending all day managing their social media profiles? Yeah. I mean, have you got like have you got slots in your day when you do that? That's, that, that, that's running a business. Yeah. So what I'm all about, and you know this, it's about leveraging time. So if people are in, are in overwhelm and going, where do I start? That's why they need a business coach. You know, what marketing strategy should I have? We are in such an ideal time of our lives with technology now to leverage time. Um, I have an online diary. Someone says, can I talk to you? I go, here's a link. Book a time that works for you and I'll ring you. And people go, wow. And if they want to cancel it and change it, they just jump online and do it. I don't talk to them. We're, we're leveraging time now. So no, if they're struggling with time, then yeah, LinkedIn typically has been labor intensive up until now. One of the things I want to mention because we're in front of property investors is I was started making more money teaching people how to use LinkedIn around the world because it's global than I was business coaching. So Mary and I, Mary, my partner, and I franchised it a few years ago. Um, we've been quiet the last year for various reasons, moving abroad and property investing and other, I call them revenue streams. Somebody called me a portfolio. I don't know, what do you call it? Fine. Anyway, we franchised it. We have two franchisees. We've had previous franchisees that have come through the franchise term and left. And 80% of our franchisees have been property investors. Mm. Because property investors are looking for another revenue stream but you can now coach other property investors as well as using LinkedIn for yourself. And I had a model where I was making five to 10 grand a month part-time, let's say to full-time, so that and it's very, very leveraged anywhere around the world. I'm coaching a, another property coach who coaches property investors, and he said, I want to be able to work anywhere in the world. Show me how to use LinkedIn so I can coach clients around the world. 
Mm. Um, so anybody who's interested in looking at that, so I meet a lot of property investors who are interested in coaching as well as training and speaking. And a lot of my business comes from speaking on stage. And if they're yeah. interested in looking at our franchise opportunity, there's a, there's a brilliant opportunity here to be aligned with the other businesses and revenue interests they're in. Um, Under your great networking, I know that you host your own networking meeting as well. So um, how important to you is networking and how important do you think it should be? For I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to diss networking. The reason I host that event is because I'm on stage in front of up to 100 people. Yeah. Um, I don't actually go physically networking now unless I'm speaking, but there is big value in face-to-face -face and forging relationships. So for anybody relatively new, what I would, because most of my, 90% of my engagement is LinkedIn and speaking, and I get a lot of speaking gigs through LinkedIn. But in the old days, I, I have a new franchisee, and part of his strategy is get out there networking because you need to get known. And there is a great phrase that says your network equals your net worth. It's about who you know as much as what you know. Now, LinkedIn is a highly, highly, you said, what about time? LinkedIn is a highly leveraged way of getting to more people and engaging more effectively and, and wider. And, and the, the, you do need relationships. But if you imagine going to a monthly meeting, you've probably got to go lots of times before you meet your ideal contact. But then the power of that is you go and you start to get a better relationship with people than you will online. So there is a balance. I think everything in life is a balance. Um, but actually... Most people go to these networking meetings and um, and they 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 just they're introverts perhaps they don't want to talk to people and cool. they don't know what to say and, and they're out of their comfort zone. How can they, how can they how can they break out of that to be able to embrace it to make sure it's a you know? I've got, um, I've got, one, I've got one eye on the clock because I used to run time management courses as well. What a question! Um, I, here's the answer. I coached a lady, property investor. She was part time. She was a consultant as well getting into property, I coached her for 12 weeks on how to use LinkedIn to find deals, find people, network. Think of LinkedIn as an online networking tool. So I've had a highly introverted person said, I hate networking. Why would you push me uphill through that when I don't, what else can we do? So do it online, do it on LinkedIn. So he doesn't have to be face-to-face, -face, plus it leverages time. So it's about a balance. It's about finding what works for you. But this lady at the end of 12 weeks said, you've given me more than I've paid for. So what do you mean? She said, you critiqued my landlord letters. Great, if that works for you. She said, but you taught me how to network. You taught me how to walk into the room, engage with people, find people that I could do business with, and how to work. Network, work, including the word. Most people have not learned the skill, the strategy of networking. Go read Nigel Risner's book, You Had Me at Hello. That's what I teach my franchisees, how to network. What we're doing is the same thing on LinkedIn. But my rule for LinkedIn is to get the conversation offline as quick as possible which is about people. So if they're not confident, there's two things. They haven't learned the skill, and then there's stuff going on here, which is what we've been talking about all morning, isn't it? It's the same, whether it's networking, whether it's creating wealth, whether it's having a relationship with your wife. There's two, there's two things. There's the physical skill. What's my script? How do I go in and network? How do I collect business cards? How do I put them on my CRM? Don't. Connect them on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's what goes on in here. I'm not confident. I'm an introvert. What if people don't want to talk to me? You've got to address the two things. That's what I coach. Okay. Okay. So let's move. So let's move. I'll give you some good feedback. Can you, can you hear me? Okay, oh, that's better. It's gone. Um, yes, thank you, Andy. We'll we'll leave that feedback until the end of the interview, shall we? Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your property portfolio now. So we've gone through the whole journey, 
Um, I know that obviously you invest in property as well. And are you actually living in Spain right now or are you flitting between the UK and Spain? Are there any tax people listening? Um, um, I spent three, we're just about to. The story came about, I'll tell you how we got it, because it was net fits in with everything. We've been talking a good game about wanting to live in Spain. Uh, Mary speaks Spanish. We both love the sun. I love the sea. I used to run a scuba diving school. I'm passionate about that. She wanted Spain. I don't care as long as it's hot and near the sea, but close to coming back. I've got parents and we've got um, commitments over here as well. And we've got some friends who had spent spend the winter out there and they said, it's all because of you mentioning it, um, that we're out there. And, and I kept getting people saying, are you out there yet? But we had timeshare and we were spending 16 weeks away for the last five plus years traveling um, and working. So I can work anywhere because it's all internet based, LinkedIn, phone, property. And a friend of mine, I put it out on LinkedIn, a friend of mine said, I've got a client who is inheriting a property in Spain. She's over here, unfortunately, just starting chemotherapy, doesn't want any stress, zero stress, doesn't want it. They also have a holiday home in Italy. If you want it, she'll sell it you half price, but you've got to clear it. It was her stepmom's property. You've got to clear it all out. You've got to deal with some lawyers in which she should be doing. You've got to go extra mile. Massive. Write this down. Whoever's writing formulas, massive action times the right stuff times consistently equals results. So we drove down. Can you say that again? Because I want people to get that. I was going to ask you that at the end. Can you say that again so people can write it down? MA, massive action. Multiplied, it's a formula by RS, the right stuff. Multiplied by consistently equals results. Because you can go and speak to 100 estate agents, but if your rapport and your belief system and your ability to engage in your script is terrible, massive action times zero equals zero. You can be the best rapport builder and salesperson, go and knock on 100 estate agents' doors, do it for week one, and then stop. Massive action times the right stuff times zero equals zero. So if you're not getting the results you want in anything in life, I've coached corporate execs around this formula week in, week out. Ask yourself which which you need to be doing. We've talked a lot about the right stuff today. But my massive action was I jumped in a car the next night, drove three-hour round trip to pick up the keys. Um, we, we were up in Newcastle the week after, got, a, got a, a flight from there to Spain, left my car in Newcastle, went to see this property and said, we'll have it. Um, so we're now there. We're living the dream um, in the last two months. And so as of now, we spend three weeks a month in Spain. We're going out this weekend for three weeks. And then we come back because I run this property network meeting near the NEC and I've got sales meetings and clients to see and parents to see. So pretty much we're, we're spending three weeks a month out there, uh, slightly less in the heat of the summer and whatever, but yeah, we're based out there because we can. Hey man, are you going to, are you going to finish up your days out there? Do you think? I don't know. We've had people say that we do. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with Brexit and, and, and medical yeah. stuff and whatever. The nice thing is, May doesn't know what's going on with Brexit right now. And, and the nice thing, and again, I come back to technology. You, you create the belief in your mind that we're in the best era for, for it. It's the yeah. same price on mobile phones in Spain. It's a two and a half hour flight. Yeah. People are wowed by this, but my little voice said it's no big deal. Actually, I've got to recognize that for some people it, it's, it's inspirational because I, I've just gone and spoken down in Brighton. It took me longer to get there than flying to Spain. So, so things are possible now. Get that in your mind. Whatever your goal is, it's more possible now with, with where we're at, with communication. It's a great time to be in business, isn't it? It's a great time to be in business. Yeah, and property is the same. You know, I, I was in Spain. Somebody offered me a deal. I can get somebody to look at it. I can look at it online. I can send someone around to negotiate. You don't have to be tied to wherever you think you're tied, uh, especially in property.
So, so, so my portfolio look like Andy. Um, I know you've just got this, and that just goes to show that BMV deals are there. You know, but you've got to look for them. You've got to network. They're not just going to you know pop on your mat. And Tony Robbins says that you know the effing weeds are not going to pull themselves up. You've got to get out there, take some action, and that's why your formula is you know is is real. You know, massive action. But say it again, Andy. Massive action. Times the right stuff. Times the right stuff. Times consistently. Times consistently equals results. Write that down, folks. You know, stick that on your fridge. Put it on your dressing room wall, whatever it is that you see on a you know on a daily basis. Because um, if you live to that, then I think you know you are going to uh, you're not going to go far wrong. So, Andy, yeah, your portfolio. So I know that you invest in property as well, um, and, and lots of other different businesses. We can't talk about all of them now. What does your portfolio look like at the moment? Um, great question. And, and very quickly, I. I got into property accidentally. So my parents went abroad for a year. Will your house sit? I rented mine out. They came back. That was 18 years ago. Um, and then learned to invest. I've always always been passionate about making money and investing and doing deals. Um, so way back before the crash in 07, 08, I bought a few single lets back to back. Cheap. Took the cash out. and sat there with single lets. I've since multi-let. HMO'd a couple of those. Um, I have just sold the house we lived in that I'd sold on a five-year lease option. Three years in this year, the couple changed their mind and moved out, having paid me 50 grand towards the house, which was just stunning. I went and sat with them and made sure they were eyes wide open because it, it bothered me that they were walking away from the deal. They were rational and happy with it all. I've just sold that, but it sat empty for six months, costing me a grand a month. Mm. But so I technically sold a house twice um, in three years for 50 grand more than market value. And I mentioned that because that, People go, how, outside the industry? It's just another example of so much is possible if you just believe that it is and, and just open your mind to what if. Um, so right now, but the other, the other thing as well, for taking on this Spanish property uh, and going out there, it's forced me to become more, we are just financially free. I need to become more comfortably financially free. So it's going to fall. I haven't done much in property for a few years. This has now forced me to. So I have two coaching clients that run businesses, but also invest. I've been coaching them for a number of years. We're now looking at some joint venture deals. So I'm looking at bigger deals. One plus one. What is it? The power of the team. There's some totals greater than some of the parts. So I'm looking for some HMOs for myself. Um, we're looking at some bigger um, bigger deals with, with one of my JV partners and bigger still to buy, develop and flip. One of them runs a building company. So we're looking at bigger deals with three of us. And that so that's forced me to. So going back to goal setting, if you if you do something, it might force something else. I'm big into creating a vacuum. So by going to Spain, I've got to create more passive revenue because I can't keep just jumping back. I can't I can't easily fill workshops in Spain like yeah. I could fill workshops in the UK um, where I built a network. So right now we have seven props, gives me a bit of cash, um, and we're we're growing that across really. Um, HMOs, we're looking at service lets and we're looking at buying to add value and develop and sell on. So simple strategies, really. Fantastic. Okay, lovely. It's got um, a comment coming, Andy. After 21 years in the maritime industry, I've changed my profession into property. In doing so, my LinkedIn profile connects with maritime professionals and needs a revamp. I thought about deleting all of my connections and then starting again. Would this be an intelligent move? No, but Leighton, I'm sure you are intelligent. Um, the best example is uh, a client of mine said the same. 
He's a, he's a French guy. Some people may know him. He used to be the MD of a big corporate in France with 400 staff. He said the same. Shall I disconnect from all my old corporate board members? And I said, no, trust the process. And six weeks into working with him over 12 weeks, he had a corporate board member contact him and said, I've just seen what you're doing on LinkedIn. You know me, mate. I'm busy flying around the world. I've got money in the bank doing nothing for me. Can you help me, cash investor? It's not who you're connected to. It's who they might be connected to. The big advantage you have in property is everybody nearly is interested. You never know who's got cash that goes, I ought to be doing something because my pension's naff. I've all, you get two responses. Wow, you're an investor. How the heck do you do that? Or, wow, you're an investor. I really should get into property, but I don't know how. No, 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 no. It's, it's who you know. If you've heard of the six degrees of separation, Google it. It's nearer three degrees with LinkedIn and other social media. The, the deal, the 50% BMV, the five-year lease option, the, the cash investors, they're part you build your network. Don't disconnect from people unless you know they're abusive or, or whatever. It's Andy, I'm conscious of time. Um, I want to thank you so much for spending 50 minutes with us today. Well, actually, a little bit longer because we had a bit of preamble before we started. Um, always an inspiration, always a pleasure to uh, you know to listen to you talk like that. And I know that you know when we socialize and what have you, it's almost like I've had my own private coaching session this morning. So Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of our investor program as well, you know, um, because, you know, it, it is so important that we get to this mindset stuff, get it out of the way in order for people to move forward. So, Andy, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, I wish you all the very best. And I, if I don't speak to you before Christmas, I'm sure we will. Let's catch up in the new year. Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenant is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more.